You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. Start your computations for time warp. You run around this city like it's your damn shooting gallery. Yeah, what do you do? What do you do? You act like it's a playground. You beat up the bullies with your fists. You throw them in jail. Everybody calls you a hero, right? And then a month, a week, a day later, you're back on the streets doing the yeah. same goddamn so, thing. So you just put him in the morgue. You goddamn right. This is called Pirate Radio. Well, Jeff, my friend, today's the day you become a man. A pinata man. Hey, Phil. Phil? Hey, Phil Connors, man. But, Peter, why would they make you president? Well, maybe it's because I can recite all 50 states in a quarter of a second. This is called Pilot Radio. Lady, I'm afraid I'm going to have to ask you to leave the store. Who the hell are you? Name's Ash. Housewares. 69, dudes! Sport Leaf Clover. Make a wish. Wish you weren't so f***ing awkward, bud. This is called Pilot Radio. Dylan! You son of a... Be like, oh, these are stupid guns. Guns uh. are for jerks. Ah, <laughs> uh, Pam, I will end you. This is called Pilot Radio. It's like, yeah, no, action news. And now, your host, Mike Lunsford. <laughs> I'm totally going to use that, too. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, my name is Mike Lunsford, and this is GGR Pirate Radio. We're doing things backwards. We're doing things out of order tonight because, well, it it's it's pandemonium. It's insanity. Uh, DC's good at sports all of a sudden, and I don't know what to do with it. MC didn't know what to do with it so much so that he's here right now, but he's going to disappear magically for like 45 minutes and then come back in the middle of it. Um, so... <laughs> It's 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 just insane. And Steve's here. Steve's like, holy crap, your team's good. And I'm like, I know, right? It's weird. And we talk about that. So you guys are going to get to hear all of this. It's this weird like intro that we're going to give you of pre-recorded stuff uh, that you'll get to hear us talk about. Uh, it's me and Steve. And then MC joins us a little bit later because he had a debacle with uh, with a haircut incident because apparently he's never going to the barber again, which we'll ask him about in episode two. So I'm literally telling you at the beginning of episode one to tune into episode two. It's, it's, a, it's a fucking mess. But I'm here. My name is Mike Lutzford. I am the editor-in-chief of The Great Geek Refuge. Guys, check it out. It's greatgeekrefuge.com. Uh, this is GGR Pirate Radio. It is our podcasting network. Uh, this is the, the flagship show. This is GGR Pirate Radio. With me tonight, as most nights... I have my co-host and the guy who helped me find the GGR Pirate Radio thing, the Great Geek Refuge, back in 2014. His name is Steve Monick. No jokes at all. Just I'm glad for the Nats for you guys. It's got to be a good feeling having them in winning a playoff series. It, it, it really, really is. We've also got us, uh, joining us with the freshest of haircuts um, and the dopest of beats because he's an awesome musician. You should check out his stuff. It's on Bandcamp. Just search MC Brooks. His name is MC Brooks. Me and Bryce Harper have played the exact same amount of playoff games this year. <laughs> oh, burn. Oh, man. Oh, so speaking of which, let's get into that conversation that we had about DC sports right now.
It's it's funny to me like how sports, even if you can pretend like you don't care, but you do. Like you could be like, oh, whatever. If they lose the series, I don't even care. It's not even bother me. It's whatever. And you're still like watching until the very last out, right? Like I was. The Nats get the Nats get down in Game Five against the Dodgers. It's three nothing. Like in the first two innings, I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be a long night, man. This is gonna suck." And I want to just bail on it. I just want to go to bed. And I'm like, "No, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna give him the 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 opportunity. I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe this won't be as horrible as it seems." And they score. They score two. Uh, they score uh, a run off of two quick hits, man. Like, like tagging the ball after really not doing anything. And I'm like, all right, three to one. Th- maybe they're in this. And I'm like, if the Dodgers come back and answer with runs, this is over. And they load the bases, and then Strasburg gets out of it. And I was like, okay, so so maybe this isn't as bad as it seems. And. Then they bring in Kershaw, and I'm like, all right, well, here's the thing. Kershaw is one of the best pitchers of our day. But at the same time, Kershaw is, and and, and I actually have to clarify this too, Kershaw has been a playoff goat. And by goat, the funny thing about goat is goat used to mean somebody that was bad. He was the person that like all of, you pinned all of your bad luck on. You were like, this guy's the goat. We can blame him for all of our bad things, right? As in the scapegoat. Yes. There it is. But then somewhere along the line, GOAT became just the abbreviation of greatest of all time. So people like I I use the term I was talking about Howie Kendrick, which we'll get to him in just a moment. And I referred to him as a GOAT because he had had three errors. He'd only had four hits in the series. He just was not doing well. And I, I was like, he was very he was on pace to become the GOAT for the Nats this season. And they bring in Kershaw, right? And Kershaw strikes out Adam Eaton, and you're like, well, crap, maybe he found something that he hasn't been able to find in the playoffs before. So he comes back the next inning, right? And what's the first thing he does? He throws a pitch to uh, to Anthony Rendon, and Rendon parks it into left field. And I was like, oh, it's three to two. Well, there's hope. The very next pitch, he pitches to Soto, Juan Soto. Juan Soto crushes it into right field. I'm like, you gotta be shitting me. It's three three. As they come to find out later, there was a video on Instagram of some dude who's a Dodgers fan. He took his Kershaw jersey at that point, took it off and threw it on the field. (laughs) (laughs) It's crazy. Like there's there's some players um, just in the history of sports where they're just a regular season hero. Right. Yeah. I don't know. But like top five of that might be Kershaw. Like, I don't know if I've seen a dude who's done so freaking well in his career and just not been able to put it together in the postseason. It's it's absurd, isn't it? And it's not like it's it's been like, oh, well, he's been great, but he's never got any, you know, hitting support. He's never got any, you know, players around him or anything like sometimes it's him you yeah. know, that falls apart. And, you gotta, and he's a great player. And there's no doubt about it. You got to say, though, I mean, like that, that's OK. I was looking at some of his playoff woes of, of games past like the one of the last games he pitched against the Red Sox, uh, they lost six, nothing. That's not on him. A pitcher doesn't lose a game. Six, nothing. Your bats lose a game. Six, nothing. You know, Yeah. if, if, cause let, let's say he gave up two runs in the first, right. And then like, he doesn't give up any more runs until like the fifth. He's been holding on to that, that to give his team a chance. So like, it's, it's funny how people are ready to just like throw him under the bus so readily, but like at the same time too, man, 
he definitely like yeah like had he not come in and it was it was like baffling too because what was so weird about the whole thing is it's so many times in games past it's been a dc manager or a dc coach who has made a boneheaded decision that screwed the team and this time it was the opposing team whose boneheaded coach made a dumb decision <laughs> and dave roberts like had Kenley Jansen, that one of the best closers in the league, never even brought him in. Never even like he never even warmed up. And they brought it, bring in Kershaw because, you know, he's Kershaw, whatever. So it's three, three. Right. And they go back and forth. They trade innings with no runs and they go into the they go into uh, extra innings. Right. And they load the bases for Howie Kendrick. And this poor dude, he's had three errors in the series. He, he hit into a double play earlier in the game. So he's already like. You're just like, what? You're killing us, Howie. You're killing us. And he hits this bomb. Like, and I'm not even talking like it, it just barely. It was a lazy fly ball that just happened to get over the uh, over the right field wall. No, this motherfucker hits it to dead center. The furthest part of the stadium, like the furthest part out. He hits it to dead center and hits it out. Like it was it was the most emphatic. Like you couldn't have written a better story response I've ever seen in my life. Like he just he crushed the hell out of that ball, a grand slam. And you were just like, wow, this is this has been what we've been waiting for for <laughs> since the Nats came to D.C. in 2005. Like it was just I've never seen a response like that. And it was it was just phenomenal. And D.C., man, the area just went nuts, dude. And. Like everybody, everybody was on Twitter. Um, yeah. So, yeah, everybody, everybody on Twitter was going nuts. Everybody on Facebook was going nuts. And like all the D.C. teams, the Wizards, the Mystics, uh, the Capitals, like Alex Ovechkin himself, T.J. Oshie, like all these players, all of these D.C. sports fixtures are all supporting the Nationals. They're all like, go Nats, win this, you know, and the hashtag right now is hashtag stay in the fight, right? Everybody's hashtagging them, right? Except for one team who is oddly silent. And it's the effing football team. And like the worst part about it is this is like right after that story came out about Dan Snyder and Bruce Allen being jealous and angry at the Capitals for winning and being successful. And then like the Nats are doing well, too. And they, <laughs> they're just like you, you can just picture those two little petty douchebags just sitting there being like, well, uh, we're not going to wish them luck. Uh, fuck those guys. Right. Like it was it was just like it was so on. um it was on brand for them, you know, like it was just and, and the we, whole yeah. what can we do to feel like men again? Uh, hey, call Gruden in here, but like super early and let's can his ass because, yeah, right? I, you know, I, I need to do something to feel like a man again. <laughs> right at five o'clock in the morning. What kind of what kind of dick does that to somebody? Get here at five o'clock in the morning. Why? Because you're fucking fired. Like fire the dude like the evening before, like after they lose to the Patriots, 33 is seven. Like. What kind of bullshit is that? Yes. Yeah, I mean, I wish I could say it wouldn't be expected. It was out of place. But yeah. after the time I've known you and the conversations we've had about that organization. Yeah. Kind of seems like it's par for the course. Yeah, it was uh, it was on brand, as we've discussed, you know. Yeah. But so, and... so yeah, I, I really wanted to know, like, the mood of, of the whole area with, you know, the, the Nats being, you know, this deep into the playoffs and kind of the energy surrounding it like i know 
some of my favorite conversations we've had about sports. Yeah. And it's ironic because the Penguins and Capitals are rivals. Yeah. But just hearing about you talking about like the breath of life that was breathed in the area when the Caps won that Stanley Cup and just the camaraderie and everyone was just high fiving and, and just everyone felt a, a, this weight had been lifted off them or something like that. Yeah. Um, so that that's kind of what I really like is you have a good finger on the pulse of like the D.C. fan base and how everyone's feeling and what it's like. So like you said, everyone's shooting the hashtags around and stuff like is everyone hopeful? Is it like, oh, are we just happy to be at this level or is everyone's like, no, nah, I think we could do it this year. Like what, what's everyone thinking? It's 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 both. It, there's there's hope. There's hope for a change instead of the, you know, all oh, same old Nats, you know, hashtag D.C. sports like there's none of that this time around. Well, there there is, and it's actually funny, right? There's um, when MC's on, I'll, I'll tell him, and he'll laugh because he, he he knows what I'm talking about. But like, the negativity has gotten to me to the point where I just I can't even deal with it. Like, I just I'm literally like unfollowing and like unsubscribing from people that are just like these sad sacks. Like, oh, the Nets had, a, had, a, had two people on and they couldn't do anything. I guess that's the ball game. It's the third fucking inning. <laughs> There's like, two thirds of the game left. Settle down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's what irks me more than anything else. Like, okay, I get it. Okay. You're down 10 nothing. Like, I don't know. The Braves. <laughs> By the way, that was. Oh yes, my God. Oaks. Oh my God. That was. That was so Braves. That was so Atlanta. That was, you couldn't. For a team like that, like the, one of the, the like the top three teams in record, all baseball, like uh, uh, they get to the game five in Atlanta, like you need to show out. This is a big game. You need to move on to the NLCS, which you've pretty much just assured everybody in your stadium that you're going to do. Right. So what do you do in the first half of your inning before people are even off of the freeway, before people are even in their seats? People are still buying hot dogs and beers and sitting down at their seats. You're already down five nothing. People are sitting down there like shit, five nothing. And then they're like, well, let me go to the bathroom. They come back, it's 10 nothing. Like, and and no, no response. Nothing. They got shut down. Yeah, they, they scored a one run. Like, that is that is embarrassing. Like, I mean, the the Nats have lost some big games, okay? But I'll tell I'll say one thing about the Nats, man, is you can talk as much trash as you want about that team, but one thing they have never ever done is laid an egg like that in a, in a crucial game. Now the caps, the caps have done that, but like the, the Nats have never, ever done that. <laughs> You're not the biggest Braves guy in the world, right? Oh, well, I can't fucking stand the Braves. They're the, <laughs> they are the worst. Like the way you describe Chicago Cubs fans is, is the way I feel about Braves fans. They are the most obnoxious they're the most self-righteous. They're just, they feel like they're entitled to everything because their teams were good in the 90s. Hey, let's, let me remind you something too. Uh, they only brought home one World Series when they were the quote unquote best team, you know, all, all those years. But they couldn't beat the Yankees and the Yankees always beat them. And they couldn't beat the Phillies that one year. The Phillies got to the World Series. So they, they made the playoffs all the time and they always found a way to lose. So like for people to like, like run this flag up the pole where it's like, oh, the Braves are one of the greatest teams of all time. Are they though? Are they? I mean, like, it's <laughs> like, and it just, it's, I hate taking joy in other people's misfortune. I really do. Um, but <laughs> your, your text that morning, I, 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 
I was like, what is happening? Because Mike seemed yeah. like he you just got like a Prozac subscription or a <laughs> prescription or something. Because I mean, I you were like, you were once once yeah, a month. I get it yeah, in the mail. It's great. It's yeah. a box service. It just comes in the mail. <laughs> get little samplers of other stuff. It's neat. Um, but <laughs> yeah, you like texted me and you were you, you just seemed like you were floating like on a cloud or something. And I'm like, Mike, Mike had a good night. And then you're telling me like, check basically look at baseball, idiot. And then I was like, yeah. oh, his favorite team won, and one of his least favorite teams got smashed. Yeah, what a Ima- night! Imagine, imagine, picture this if you will, Steve. The day, I'll like, picture I, it. Go ahead. It, it didn't, it didn't happen, right? But like, let's let's just say on the same day that the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers win a, a crucial playoff game, right? The same day that the this Pittsburgh Steelers win a crucial playoff game, the Baltimore Ravens are. Um, their entire franchise is just taken from the NFL. The NFL is like, no, we're done. Get out and just destroys the Baltimore franchise and says, all of your players are going to be redrafted. They're all free agents. Now um, your team no longer exists. That's, that's about on par with what it was. Like it, it's, it's the team that you love the most and the team you hate the most having exact inverse reactions to a, the biggest game of their season. And like, it was just, you couldn't have written a better script either because like my problem was, is like they lost 13 to one, like hours before the Nats even played. So I wanted to talk so much shit, but I knew that if I had put anything on social media, on Facebook, on Twitter, that is, if I had done that, the Nats would have lost and they would have lost horribly. So like, I was like, no, I'm going to just keep, I'm just going to sit on this one. I'm going to exactly how it was week one of the nfl when the yeah. browns got slaughtered by the titans yeah. and i so desperately wanted to text my friend bryce because the browns had just been talking 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 all off season we're great we're the new hot shit we're we're the best thing ever and i and i was just thinking like oh they came out and punched in the mouth like i was so happy about that but then i was like oh but we play the patriots tonight maybe i should wait and then, of course, we got slaughtered. And this season is looking like hot crap for everyone in the AFC North. So, yeah. yes, you're right. Some, sometimes um, putting everything, it's like, let's hold off for a second. Now, luckily, it worked out on your end. <laughs> it did. It, it it definitely did. It <laughs> it was the only way that that could have been better if, like, somehow time aligned, which it doesn't. But, like, if the, the Caps had also, like gotten into the Stanley Cup final, like at the same time, you know, like all on the same day. Hey, the the Braves lost, you know, in record-breaking fashion. The Nats won, the Caps win, and uh, Dan Snyder has been found out to be a, a secret pedophile and is being, uh, uh, the NFL, the Washington Redskins are being stripped of his ownership. Yeah, like, that's the only thing I can think of, because they, they, they're not going to fire, like, you can't fire an owner, and I feel like nothing he does is going to get, they're going to get rid of him. So you're going to have, like, there's got to be something horrible that they have to find like it'll be like yeah, hey remember it, remember that be bad it would have to be horrible it would be like hey remember the zodiac killer yeah it's dan snyder like <laughs> it would have to be something like that <laughs> like, and then, uh, i'm sitting here like beautiful minding and i'm like it makes sense he <laughs> is the zodiac killer <laughs> it's like that 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 meme from uh from uh, um, Always Sunny in Philadelphia with Charlie with like all the strings and like he's got the yeah, the, uh, yeah. like that's that's how I picture it. Dan Snyder is the Zodiac Killer. It all makes sense. It all makes uh, sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so you, 
are you thinking that there's any chance in the world that DC is like the next Boston where they just like, yeah, we had a year where just all our teams won all the championships. This is what we do now. This is going to sound weird, but I don't want that. Okay, go into I, that. Okay, I want I want something a little bit different. I want I want the Caps to win another one. I, I want the Nats to win. Um, the oh uh, the friggin' Mystics, the WNBA team, just won the championship last night. That was dope. I watched I watched almost all of that game. Like that was that was a hell of a game too, man. Because Connecticut was giving them everything they had, and it was back and forth. They were actually losing into the fourth quarter, and then the Mystics were like, "Yeah, no, this is not happening. We're not losing on our home court, and we're winning this goddamn championship." And Connecticut was like, "No, but we want to win." And the Mystics were like, "No." Mm-mm. And Connecticut was like, all, all right, fine. You guys can have it, I, I guess. Mm-hmm. And like, it was just, it was really cool. Like, cause this is now three times I've seen the Caps do it. I've seen the Nats do it. And I've seen now the Mystics do it where our team, my team asserts its dominance and is like, no motherfucker, this is how things are going. And normally it's the other way around. Like a perfect example, the football team. Hey, we have a big game tonight. What are we going to do? Hey, how about we lay an egg? Oh, yeah, okay, I think I can get on that. Yeah, let's do it. And that's what they do. But, like, yeah, they, they did that. I want to see I want to see the Nats just... Uh, see, I can't... They're playing right now, and I feel like I'm going to jinx it. So I have to be careful with what I say. But I, I want them to continue to have success. And I feel like already this season is a success. So they're doing that. I want to see the Caps continue their success as well. I don't want to jinx them. I want to see the Mystics have success. Now that Ernie Grunfeld is no longer the GM of the Wizards and ruining that goddamn franchise, I want to see them do well. I want to see this new XFL team that we have in DC. I want to see them do well. I want to see, yeah, I want to see every single professional sports team in this region do well. I want UVA football to go to a bowl game and do really, really well. I want Maryland. They're, they're looking good this year, too. They're not bad. They lost to Notre Dame, which was a which, rough game. Yeah. But yeah, they but like them. they look good. Yeah. They they yeah, I watched them beat the beat the pants off of Florida State. Um I want I mean Virginia Tech's garbage this year, but I want them to do well too. I want every single semi-pro amateur professional uh bowling leagues. I, I want every single possible sports team or association i want little league teams from this area to do well except for the motherfucking football team i want them to be miserable i want them to be god awful i want i want it to be where you don't see a single person wearing burgundy and gold in that stadium i want it to be filled with all of the opposing stadium uh, uh teams uh fans i want it to be where no one wants to play for that team Players are like, I want out. I want out now. Get me out of here. And like if and even if they won't like like Trent Williams, for instance, who wants out, they'll just be like, all right, fine. I'll just wait. My, I'll wait out my contract. Like they would rather not play than play for this garbage organization. I want the football team to suffer. I want them to fall apart because that's the only way that is the only way that it's going to that it's going to get better because there's no there's no other way it's going to get fixed. How uh, how realistic do you think that is? That that not not that the other teams do well because that's definitely realistic. I mean, yeah. you get you guys have pretty solid teams right now with with the various sports that that, that you're in, but um, maybe not the Wizards, you know. But it's the East, though. So <laughs> the, yeah, they're probably still a playoff team. Anything's um, possible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now the West, that's a different story. But um, 
I, I don't know, man. I just feel like because because the football team is historic, like in the same vein as like the Bears and the Packers and to the to a degree the Steelers, like they've been around for so long, like they're entrenched in in the actual NFL, you know, like it's kind of like a like an original six team for the NHL. Like they're just always going to have fans. And as long as they have fans and they're making money and they're getting a percentage of that revenue, I don't know if they're going anywhere. Like, I don't know. I don't know if that's I mean, I don't know. Do you think as as someone who lives there, like D.C. is a destination city? Because, I mean, I know that plays a lot into offseason, too, is like some players are like, yeah, I don't give a crap if the Jets are terrible. It's New York. I don't give a crap if like the Chargers or Rams are bad. It's L.A. I don't care how the Bears are. It's Chicago. Like they want to go to big cities like you know i'll go i'll go play for tampa bay i mean we're down in florida you know what i mean I, I, yeah I, is, but i don't know think, if dc's like that at all they it is to a certain degree but think about it like this right with hockey it is players want to come here because there's a tradition of winning even though we've only had one cup to our name they make the playoffs pretty pretty consistently we've only missed the playoffs like once in the last like 15 years uh the basketball team is is another story uh the baseball team like they had to establish a an identity and they have an identity now. And I think now people want to come here, uh, but no, why would anybody, why would anybody in their right mind want to be a Washington football player? Like what are the advantages? You get, you got to think like, like we brought Landon Collins in. And I think the only reason that we brought Landon Collins in is because Dan Snyder threw a, a giant sack of money at him. And I think that was the only thing that got him here. But, like, the culture's garbage. The players give up. I mean, Deshaun Jackson even called him out in that Eagles game. He was like, nobody wants to play here. He's like, they give up. They roll over. And and maybe Bill Callahan being coach is going to change that. I really doubt it. But, like, it's it's a destiny. There's a lot of cool things here, man. Schools are really, really good. So if you want to raise a family, like, there's tons of air. There's tons of places that you can raise your kids in this area where there are tons of good schools. Um it's not like horribly expensive I mean, it's pretty expensive, but like if you could go somewhere else, man, think about it. If, if you had a choice, if you had a choice between New York playing for the Giants, playing for the Eagles uh, or playing for Washington or Baltimore, those four teams will say this region right here. Right. Where would you go? I mean, I wouldn't want to play for Washington at all. Like knowing what I know about their franchise and about the owner and about the, the GM. Are, have you read any of these stories about like where Dan Snyder makes people call him Mr. Snyder and certain people are not allowed to look him in the eye? No. Yeah. It's LeVar Arrington came out and was talking about that. And he was saying that like, it's, it's, it's insane. Like Dan Snyder is like a megalomaniac. Like it is, it's not even like hyperbole anymore. Like it's, it's actual truth that this guy is a psycho and yeah, I, man, just, I, don't, I don't know out of those out of that list. Cause you're saying like geographically, like we're taking the, like you're going to the, the Miami's New York's LA's of the world. Like, cause you don't yeah. want to be a party scene or whatever, you know, like yeah. one of those, I, it's a toss up between, I never thought I'd say this, but between Philly and Baltimore. <laughs> yeah. I feel yeah. like that's the answer. I don't know. The giants, maybe if you want to be in New York, but See, honestly, though, if I had to choose New York, I'd go Jets over Giants. Yeah, and I don't know if I just would want to deal with, like, the New York media. You know, like, the yeah. Philly makes it tough because the fans are such, like, skull bashers and stuff. 
Baltimore, I don't know if you'd, you know, you'd have to find the right neighborhood to live in, I would assume. Um, <laughs> There's a lot of nice places. Philly. There's yeah. a lot of nice places in, in Maryland, though, like outside of the city, yeah. outside of Baltimore. So, I mean, I wouldn't have a problem with that. But I also know the area, too. So I would not have a problem playing for Baltimore. It's I would have a horrible problem problem playing for D.C. And if it's a, if it's a regional thing, if it's like, oh, I grew up in Virginia, you know where I'd rather go? Uh, Carolina. Mm-hmm. I would play for them in a heartbeat. You know, not New only owner, that good coach. Yeah. 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 Uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, great culture up there would would look. There's no player. Sh- uh, other than people who have red flags or injury history that are willing to come here. Well, I mean, like, like you got Albert Haynesworth, yep. success story of the ages. Yep. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, your, your track history is not great. Think about it. Alex Smith had no choice. Alex Smith came here because he was traded. Mm-hmm. And he just and Alex Smith is like the ultimate like team player. He's just going to be like, yeah, you know, whatever the coach tells me, like he's not going to rock the boat. OK, he's Alex fucking Smith, you know, like it's it's just not going to happen. And. Yeah, I mean, like, like, think about it, like, is, has there ever been anybody that has spurned Pittsburgh has said, no, I don't want to come there because it's Pittsburgh, you know, like, well, Hmm. Not that that we were like, I don't think there's anyone that we were like courting and that were like, no, I don't want to go there because it's Pittsburgh. We've certainly had a couple people leave recently. Yeah. Um, but I think that was more they were looking for. Paychecks that we weren't willing to offer. Yeah. You know, and I know there's, you know, A.B. had his issues with Ben. I think they knocked heads, you know, pretty well. But um no, I don't. I, I can't think of a big laundry list of people who are like, I hate that place. I hate that organization. They just don't treat players well. Like I, I can't. I can't think anything off the top of my head where that was the case. I'm sure there are some. I just can't think of them. Yeah, it's. I'm Natch just scored. It's one nothing. Woo. Um, there you go. That's watching this team grow because they're a perfect example. Like one player changed everything for them. They got Jason Worth to sign to a big contract, and his his signing changed the culture. It changed the fran- people started wanting to sign here. Like it was, um, it, it changed everything. Um, granted, you could say that before that Alfonso Soriano coming here, but that was a different story. He was like the only good player on a garbage team, so it was that's kind of a different story altogether. But it's they're they're a mess, man. They're they're an absolute mess. The team is a mess. The the franchise is a mess. This. And I, I made a post on Facebook and I said, everybody who's in the D.C. area, step outside real quick and listen. I want you to listen to that. Do you hear that? The, the Nats are good. The Mystics are good. The Wizards have a new GM. They're going to get they're going to get good. The Caps are good. Um, you hear that sound right now? That's the sound of the Washington football franchise dying because nobody cares. They are now irrelevant. And I, I said this a few years ago that if. Any of those teams, because for the longest time, like, that's the thing is D.C. football was. You you couldn't touch it like everybody knew everybody knew, like, there's no way we're going to be able to hang with that franchise because of their history, because of their success. And then little by little, it just started eroding away. And now they're going to be an afterthought. People are just not going to care about them. And that's that's the worst legacy is not that you know, oh, well, they're, they're horrible. No, they're horribly run. They, 
they're always in the news for the wrong reasons. Like that's that's what's going to be their legacy. And people can say that Dan Snyder is is a bad owner or whatever, but like he's get, he's got to be aware of this, right? Like somebody's got to be telling him, or he's got to be reading this, or he's got to be seeing this. I mean, this is the same guy that sues people for 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 things that he said. He said somebody who drew devil horns on him, right? Uh, in a uh, in a magazine, like they that was their. Uh, that was their depiction of him was they drew devil horns on him and he's tried to sue them because he said that it was anti-Semitic. Sure. Yeah. They drew, yeah, they drew, they drew horns on him because he's Jewish. Yeah. That was the reason, not because, you know, he's the, he's the devil incarnate, you know, that's, <laughs> and like listening to you talk about like the culture in the area. Cause I mean, you you as an outside observer of any other organization I mean like what what do i have to base anything off of other than like pittsburgh i know cuz i'm here and then what i read in like you know on espn.com you know what i see on sports center or something like that what i hear in little blurbs before a game when i you know the steelers are playing the seahawks and they're talking about something that's going on in seattle or whatever like but really knowing like what's going on in the area you don't really understand the the dynamics and the culture and everything until you talk to someone and man it just you never really get how bad it can be when you live in an area that has and i don't mean this to like rub it in or anything but like when you live in an area with a team that has a great culture i think i think franchises that have good ones take it for granted sometimes um because when i'm talking to you and you're like man like now i see why everyone went so bananas for rg3 because it was like, well, maybe he's good enough that in spite of management, we can be good again. Like, we can be relevant again. There can be some energy and life into this thing again, despite how piss poor it was managed. And, like, I'm just sitting here thinking, like, oh, he's a dynamic player. He's fun to watch. That's why everyone's interested. But it was a whole other level there. Um, and it's something I guess I take for granted because I'm thinking, like, we could pretty much have just about anyone, and I feel like we could be competitive. Now, that's probably not realistic, but I feel like the management, the culture, the coaching, they put all the pieces in place, and then hopefully they execute. We never really have to worry about any of this crap or nonsense that you've gone over in various conversations we've had, and kind of makes me proud of my team in a way I'd not been proud of them in the past. And you, sh- and you should be, because there was a time when we were all proud of this team. My mom used to joke um, when I was a kid that the best time to go shopping, like, you know, go to the mall, go shopping, do whatever, or go to the grocery store was on Sunday afternoons at one o'clock because the football team was on and everybody was at home watching it. And that's not a joke. Like it, it literally not derailed, but it, it took precedence over everything. You stopped what you were doing to watch them because they were the spectacle and that that's the saddest part is watching this thing fu- just crumble like this isn't like the only thing i can compare it to is like um if you if you're a seinfeld fan at all they made rants about this all the time and they made jokes about it all the time when george costanza just like cursed out um george steinbrenner of the yankees and then got the job um that he was like you've turned our once proud franchise into a laughing stock Let's just remind everybody there were some lean years there in the 80s, but the Yankees still won World Series while they were owned by Steinbrenner on a regular basis. They won some in the 70s. They didn't. They won some in the early 80s. There was those rough years in the in the 80s and early 90s, but they got back on track in the mid 90s 
and rattled off what like four World Series. So you can't compare Steinbrenner to Snyder because Steinbrenner won and he cared about the team, even even though he was a scumbag human. It doesn't it doesn't matter like that. That's the point of all of this is there's you can't tell me that there's any other owner out there that's as bad as this guy. There's there's nobody. There's nobody. And like. That's that's what makes me that I talk about this a lot. And the reason why is because I care. I, I used to give a shit about this team and now I can't. I literally can't care about this team because they've taken that from me because it's too painful to watch them trot this garbage out there that they're trying to dress up like a football team. And I can't blame the players. I can't blame Adrian Peterson. I can't blame Darius Geis or um, or Alex Smith or uh, Dwayne Haskins or any any of the players that are on that team playing right now because they're just they're trying to do their best. They're trying to win. They're trying to do this thing that they get paid for. And it, the organization is so broken that it's impossible. There's no way for them to succeed. I feel like people even would be more empathetic if it was obvious they were tanking like the Dolphins are. Because at least there's like there's a light at the end of that tunnel where it's like, I see why we're being so terrible. I don't approve of it. I'm not sure I'm okay with it, but at least I see why you're doing it. This they just seems to do be, that, right? yeah, they just seem to be disorganized nonsense, and and that's almost unbearable. Yeah, yeah, they can't even they can't even do that, right? By the way, I'm here. Hi, I am. <laughs> You've had but quite yeah, an they, adventure today. <laughs> uh, tell me about it. Um, yeah. but yeah, they, I mean, they they can't even do that, right? That that's really that's no. really the problem. Uh, that. They just seem to be making decisions on the fly. Like there's no, there never seems to be a plan as to what exactly they're going to do next. They just kind of wait till they get there and then just kind of figure it out. Like I was a big, big proponent that they should not sign Kirk Cousins to a long-term deal. I was totally, I was like, if there's one thing they've gotten right, that that's the one thing that they've gotten right. But the thing that angered me about trading for Alex Smith when they when they decided to do it was it 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 reeked of not having an actual plan after that last year where Kirk was in Washington because if if they were planning for life post Kirk Cousins they would have drafted a quarterback that season that yeah. way that way if if Kirk stays then cool you have competition if he leaves then you already have the next guy who's going to come. Ultimately, they they just ended up paying a ton of money to a guy that they weren't sure about, rightfully so. But they didn't have it. They like they didn't plan as to what it was gonna what it was gonna happen if if uh, if Kirk did ended up, did end up leaving. They didn't have a plan for that, which is why they ended up trading, you know, one of their young defensive studs for Alex Smith. Which they've shown they've needed now too, because their defense is the biggest liability on that team. When last year it's it was not, keeping them in games. Yeah. It, well, I mean, it's not even it's not, it's not even the players. It it whether it, it's it's coaching like it's coaching like yeah. there's no there's no defensive scheme that's like hmm on third and two let's line everyone else seven yards off the ball. Yeah. Because like I mean I mean like Norman and Dunbar and no one like. There's no defense for that. Like, what are they going to do? You're 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 gifting them the the yardage needed to to gain first downs 
just by simply lining up where they're lining up. Like, <clears throat> there's, I mean, yeah, there, it, it and, was, and honestly, it was surprising that Minuski wasn't fired this week. I mean, he they should have just cleaned if, house, if, man. They should have gotten if, rid of everybody. I, I th- if they're smart, which they're clearly not, that's <laughs> what they'll hopefully do at the end of the season. I figure they'll probably just keep people around because, you know, somebody has to coach the team the rest of the year. Yeah. But hopefully come January, if they're smart, they're going to do one of two things. They're either going to let Kevin O'Connell be the head coach after they, you know, watched um, after they watched Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay and Matt LaFleur all leave when they were all once in the building. So you watch all of them leave. So if, if Kevin O'Connell is seemingly the, quote, next guy in that same kind of mold who they've had here, you either make him the coach or you completely clean house and let someone else come in. Yeah, it's I was telling Steve right before you came on that, like, there was a time when this franchise mattered and there was a time when this franchise ran D.C. Everything stopped. Like I, I, I the, the story I said was that when I was a kid, I remember my mom saying the best time for her to go grocery shopping or like go to the mall and go shopping. She would say it, it was on Sundays at one o'clock because everybody would be home to watch the football team. And that's not the case anymore. And nobody cares. Nobody gives a damn at all. And that's that's what bothers me the most. And like, especially for you, since you grew up further north, you grew up closer to D.C. than I did. I mean, was that the way it was when you were growing up, too? Is that this team actually mattered? Or was it like or was it because you're a little bit younger than us? Like, was it a a situation where they were already shitty and it didn't matter anymore? Well, even with them being crappy, I mean, you still had players that you rooted. You didn't have the fan apathy that that exists now where you were, you know, you might tune in for like a quarter or so, but then you might either watch another game or just go do something else. Like when I was younger, regardless of how bad they were, you were always tuned in on Sunday because you knew. Regardless of record, they could they could probably beat Dallas that year. They could probably beat the Giants. They could probably beat the Eagles. Like you tune you you had reason to tune in because there were players you liked. For me, it was it was Sean Taylor, it was Clinton Portis, it was Santana Moss. You know, there there were guys you tuned in to to watch because they played on your team and they were they were great. And you you kind of just you you kind of still had hope, you know. As just, much as we hated Vinny Serrato, <laughs> as much as we hated Vinny Serrato and wanted him fired, <laughs> um, the the product that was on the field it still it, at least didn't reek of the sheer ineptitude that that has existed the last was twenty eighteen last eleven years because yep. you have to because I have to include that first year of Zorn because he wasn't because he wasn't supposed to be the coach. He became the coach because no one else would take the job. <laughs> Do you remember they were going to bring in what, what was the guy's name that used to be? Fuel, uh, fuel, fuel, whatever his name. It is. was fuel, but then the there, was the, uh, there was uh, fossil. Fossil was. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's Jim Fossil. Either. Fossil, yeah. Yeah, and the fan reaction was so poor that Dan Snyder was like, "Uh, never mind." And what's what's funny about <laughs> the that? One they time were, he listens to the fans. Yeah, he listened to the fans back then, but now he doesn't give a shit. Like it's, ugh, man, I'm sick of talking about these guys. Let's like let's. It. Yeah. Like I said, if if when your fans can mail poop to your offices and you and like you don't you don't make a change like that that is proof that you literally don't care. 
No, it, it's. It... <laughs> and you know that they're hella mad, considering the success of literally every other team. I told Steve about that. I told Steve about the Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> how everybody on Twitter was like, hey, go Nats, woo, go Nats, hashtag stay in the fight, hashtag one pursuit. And then the football team was like, another day of practice. Like, just yep. didn't say nothing. Like, nothing. nothing. They, they acknowledged, well, today at the press conference, Bill Callahan acknowledged the Nationals completely forgot about the Mystics. Oh, my God. Even though, even though the Skins Twitter acknowledged the Mystics and didn't say anything about the Nats. Yeah, I think that the the Twitter acknowledged the Mystics though in a, in a in a really nefarious way though. It was I think that they acknowledged them, but not the the baseball team or the Caps or anything like that. The reason they did that was because it's like oh the girls oh that's not a real sport. Let's acknowledge them. Good for them. You know that that's why they did that because they don't consider them peers. Is why they're like yep. oh you're not a real sport. You know like that yep. kind of thing. You know like because yep. they're because they're good asked. for you exactly. Exactly. One, one last note, too. Yep. So, uh, or two last notes, but they're related. So, Bruce Allen, who we all think should be fired, at this point has a uh, lesser winning percentage than even Vinny Serrato did here. He has a lesser winning percentage than even Jay Gruden's tenure here. And and here's, here's actually, I found something really interesting the other day, and I, I don't remember if I messaged this to you or not, yeah. but... <clears throat> In 2001, Snyder actually did fire Vinny Serrato because he was hoping to learn to, to learn another GM. When he couldn't learn the GM he wanted, he ended up rehiring Serrato in 2002. <laughs> He's now, like, who, I'm, now, I'm sorry. <laughs> now, who was the GM he wanted in 2002? Bruce Drum Allen. Drum roll. Bruce <laughs> Allen. Who's, who turned him down. Oh, my God. Like what? He's never like he's never gonna get fired. He he's gonna have to just die in office before <laughs> before before there's before they get a change. Or if the fans kill him. <laughs> I, I think that that's more likely. Actually, you know that's there, the thing. There's literally a fan campaign. There was a fan campaign going on Twitter about who's willing to take a fall to get Bruce out of office. Whether it, whether it's getting you know assaulted. Whether it's a something, just whatever, just to you know, get the fall, get him out of office. I mean, they got Donald Strickland out, like that that crazy old racist white guy. Like, how can we can't get Bruce Allen? How can we can't get Dan Snyder out? I'm sure they've said horrible things. Why is nobody talking about them? Like, well, because until recently, seemingly the NFL was backing them in literally everything. Like, I, don't, I don't think people want, or realize that all these lawsuits that they've had over the years yeah. uh, uh, being sued by various Native American groups, like all, all, all of them, the NFL <laughs> has paid for every single one of those lawsuits. I, Dan Snyder, I Dan didn't Snyder, know that. Wow. Dan Snyder has not paid a single dollar for any of those. Those were all handled with the NFL's lawyers. Dude, it's really too bad. Like, honestly, that would—that's the way to hurt him. Is 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 take it after take it after him. Take it take the money, get the money away. Well, that's why people thought that when they lost the trademarks, that you know that that would be the thing. Like, oh, they lost the trademark. Now they'll be forced to. But it turns out, like, uh, uh, I forget what the actual term is, but even even if they were to lose the 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 copyright for the logo and the name. 
they've also been using it for so long that they have a claim to it because it's associated with their brand. So even if they even if they lose it, it wouldn't matter because they could still sue the brakes off whomever because they've been using the same name and logo for as long as they have. Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. This has been Pirate Radio Network production, Juice Bags. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, boy!